Hey everybody, welcome back to Cerebrophore. My name is Jason. I do the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. On this show today, Carl of the Geomologist Presents podcast grabs the reins and takes us through a discussion of sports and RPGs, and we dive deep into the idea of how to build an interesting sports tabletop role-playing game. Also in the discussion is Arlen from Live from Pelham's Wasteland. I hope you enjoy it. No sunlight of pillars, spoons of plain and more pause. Does it talk? Does it know how? Does it bottle? Does it meow? Let on the street the gore. Have I shown so much more? Will you go break? Hey, Arlen, did, did you catch the World Cup? I have not watched game? any World Cup this year. Yeah, yet. the it was it was Qatar versus Ecuador, mm-hmm. the opening game, um, and uh, Qatar becomes the first team, the first host team to lose their opening game. <laughs> yeah, so well, I mean, and they're they're touted as pretty good. I mean, as far yeah. as I mean, they won the Asian Gold Cup, mm-hmm. but I guess compared to. South American teams or European yeah, teams. Yeah. I mean, like Ecuador is competing against what Argentina and Brazil. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, I think that's a classic. I mean, it's like with a lot of sports where you have, you know, a, a sport where some of the teams play each other a lot and others play each other only. I mean, like I remember years and years ago uh, with uh, NCAA football that there would be like, um, not Big Ten or, or Pac-12, but whichever. I think it was or I think it was the University of Oregon that was undefeated and was ranked like number eleven in the country after a number of teams that had already lost because they were just in such a weak uh, uh, league versus you know that you had because that was around the time that the SEC was really getting good and then you had a USC. I think that was in two thousand five when when UT beat USC oh, okay. in, in the, the Rose Bowl. The, in the Rose Bowl for the championship. But the, there was still, I mean, you know, Florida. I think had lost one, but they were ranked like number four in the country because they're playing against the SEC teams. And yeah, it's like this it was, year it was kind of TCU, right? It's like TCU yeah. is undefeated, but no one's giving him any respect because they're in a weak conference. Right. Well, they also have have won by pretty narrow margins a couple times, which is, I mean, it's it's a win is a win, but it is still it's kind of, I think TCO is probably better than people are are yeah, thinking, yeah. but it is just, remarkable that they've, I mean, because they beat OSU in overtime and yeah. they won by one yesterday, right? So, yeah, yeah. not, I mean, a win is a win again, but still, it's a you know, narrow margins versus being being completely right. dominant but well i mean i, then I suspect they're going to play really well when they get to the playoffs is part of yeah. it that then alabama plays atlantic p-e-a-y whatever that yeah is, how do you pronounce that and kill them 34 yeah. nothing and they're like well oh, and, and bama alabama. played ut and only one by one because it was 20 to 19 and it's like yeah. guys ut's team is not that good this year right we're we're at four losses currently with one game left in the season which is yeah. i mean it's not horrible it's it's better than last year, but still, yeah. it's like this is not like a you know an all star team. This is you know it, it, remarkable the way that certain teams get like you know huge accolades right. for what seem like easy, totally expected wins. But... <clears throat> Big Ten, <laughs> yeah. 
So it's funny. So we start talking about World Cup soccer, and of course we turn to football. Yeah, our, well, which becomes yeah. our conclusion is uh, soccer is never going to catch up to football in this country. Probably not. Not in the well. It, we'll we'll see if is football going to catch up to soccer in the rest of the world before soccer catches up to football here. Oh, Who knows? Know. Probably not. If teams have to fly to London and back in the middle of the season, I because that, I don't think so. Because the rest of the world already has rugby. So if you want, yeah, like, they already have rugby. Style, Beat them up, you know. Break well, and if a if a team was based in London and they had to fly over here every week, they would be just brutalized every game because right. you're losing basically like a full day of training and still need some recovery time from or all that. Leg. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but they, you know, I they could they still a, they had a great they idea. Still get like Tom Brady to come out of retirement, and you know, everybody would be like, "Oh, they might be the best team ever this year." Yeah. The the but London they tried monarchs. they tried to do like the World Football League right the, the World Football uh-huh. League thing where yeah. they had teams in Europe that would have been good to have like I mean I mean, I mean the NFL would need, I think the NFL could benefit from like kind of like what baseball does yeah has like a minor minor league mm-hmm. level yeah um, I think that'd be great I mean there's like arena league and there's a lot of people who use arena league as a stepping stone to get into the NFL and at least yeah. get on practice squads but. Well, I think I think I mean, part of what's again, hard. Then again, I guess. Go ahead. Because because NFL football, the the wear and tear on the players' physicality is so different for different positions that I think I think that's one of the big things that makes it harder to do, have like a, an extensive minor league thing like baseball. Obviously, if you're you oh, know throwing 105 mile per hour fastballs, you're going to wear out your shoulder at some point. But it's not like being like a an offensive lineman for the NFL where right, you, know, you get maybe three years at most. Right. That's but then minor league for NFL really is NCAA. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As much as we already got all of that. As much as Gronyards in that arena. Not Gronyards in gaming, but Gronyards in the arena. They go, oh, they shouldn't be professional. They're getting their college paid for already. I mean, the schools make schools make millions and millions, if not billions, of dollars on these these young men blowing themselves up every weekend. My favorite argument is, oh, the rich schools will be able to pay their athletes more, so they'll have better football teams. Like, have you looked at NCAA football? In like the last 20 years, the rich schools already have the best football teams anyway, right? Like it's not like it's not like there are kids being like, oh, well, you know, I might go to Stanford or I might go play for, you know, UTL Paso. It's like that's not, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not like the rich schools are. I mean, they might get a further benefit, but still it's it's not like they're not getting shitloads of benefits already from all of the off the book stuff. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, I would say like recruitment, probably I don't like the shady side of recruitment where, you know, yeah. I think it sh- that should be a little more fair. Let the guy decide where he wants to go without all the alumni associations, you know, buying him cars and stuff. But I think once they get in, they should the player should be able to benefit from their stardom. Right. Yeah. I don't I don't well I, and, and especially and I'm glad I think, the NCAA got, got rid of that rule that they couldn't. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Well, and I think similarly, one of the benefits of recognizing student athletes as professionals who deserve to get paid is also that you start to allow for the opening of like labor rights applying and stuff like that. I mean all of the there's so much kind of scummy stuff that goes on 
with regard to, you know, a student athlete who is dependent on their scholarship to go to school who, you know, for whatever reason is having trouble on the field or off the field and gets in a really rough place as opposed to if you're like, you know, no, it's, it's, you know, it's like striking at a, a store or something that this is, yeah. you know, this is just part of labor relationships rather than it being like, well, the coach is going to call him in and say, all right, well, you know, you got to play an extra, you know, two hours at practice every day and say, well, how am I going to pass my classes and all of the, I mean, it, it seems like that's one of the the roughest parts is because so much of it is kind of, you know, unregulated essentially that you end yeah. up with. And especially when you're talking about like 18 and 19 year olds, they don't have right. You know, you, you talk about an adult coach who has coached football for the last 20 years and a kid who was born when that coach started co coaching football comes in. Of course, they're going to, you know, potentially get manipulated. Not to say that coaches in, you know, college football programs are trying to manipulate students, but of course it happens because they're, you know, young and inexperienced and under a huge amount of stress, right? Like, yeah, and the coaches themselves, right? That's their their job is predicated on winning. Oh yeah, no, there's there's a total, you know, the coach is like, well, you know, it sucks that I got to push the kid, but I also got to get my seven wins this season to keep my job, right? So, <sighs> yeah, I just, it's a which I think all this all this saying would be a really fun uh, backdrop for a for sort of type of urban urban uh modern role-playing game yeah yeah you can do something fun with that you could you know actually like i i really wanted when i was um when we ran our etu game i thought that was a really mm -hmm. good campaign you know but we started i think jason you were part of that maybe yeah 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 jason was yeah did, did, did you guys ETU mm -hmm. after the savage sewer thing yeah yeah because yeah. it was it was yeah. you running for me and jason and che for, yeah yeah yeah, yeah and then we switched and, kind of got screwed yeah, up. yeah yeah but i would i was gonna have like i was gonna have you guys go to the like the a&m game yeah 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 that'd well, be fun well that's what the, you know Texas, you have some yeah. you, you mentioned that but you have some games that kind of do that right so like some of the wrestling games have the out of the ring kind of yeah, things yeah. going on and then there's another what what's the other game um Brain there's oh, a, I know the, there's the, a boxing game that has a lot of yeah. The, there's the one that um, Goodman Games does. The what, what's the 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 reality TV dungeon crawl thing that they? Oh do? right, right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's that called, Carl? They have a Pathfinder version, and they have a. They're coming out with a DCC version of it. It originally came out for three point five, I think. Right, right. Um, it's um, based on the it's like XDC or something. something. Yeah, X something. Um, X, yeah. X crawl, X crawl. X crawl. Yes. That that yeah. has that has effectively in game like so this on the field and off the field play, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like like I guess what the the book by Dream Park, right? What weren't they, right. what, weren't they mm -hmm. competing as a competition, right? Dream Park? Yeah, yeah. In the park, yeah, because it was effectively you know if, you know like laser. Well, it's an MMO, right? Yeah, but really. Um, it's like a but, but, a live live action MMO, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you but you could play in in the park or out of the park. And and I think right. Xcrawl does the same thing where you're, you know, you play the, the you know, obviously the drama in the, when you're during the game, but also mm -hmm. when you're off the field. Well, there was uh, there was a, I don't know if you guys saw there was a not very good movie um, with um, Gerard Butler called Gamer. And the idea mm -hmm. is there it's sort of like Death Race, except it's first person shooters. 
and it was not very good. But the idea is that like you're a prisoner, and if you fight 30 matches, then you get to go free at the end sort of thing. Um, but of course, it's like FPS level deaths. So your odds of getting there and then Gerard Butler is the best and his player is the best and they're close to getting to 30. And then there's a whole thing that go intrigue and, and trying to make a new star. But you could do, I think, maybe like an interesting, almost like a sort of like gladiatorial thing yeah. where the characters are not necessarily like enslaved, but have some measure of, I mean, even like in ancient Roman times, the really popular gladiators mm -hmm. got a fair few. I mean, they were still technically slaves, but got as they got stardom, a fair few kind of privileges. But you could do something well, you kind of similar man, to that right? with the yeah, running yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah the running man, of a, right? with Schwarzenegger, you know, yeah. like a, a you know the reality TV star where the reality TV is very very violent and kind of you mm -hmm. know struggling with the well, or it, I mean, in the same way, sort of like the idea of like a football player move into an opposed or any professional sports player move into an opposing team and playing against the people that they've been working with for maybe even years right and that you could mm -hmm. you could do things with that of like you know oh the the opposing ludus bought one of your best friend gladiators and now you've got to fight them and like, yeah you know that's cool well, it's blood bowl the rpg right which, which yeah. i'm surprised yeah. they haven't tried to do <laughs> i guess well, you could easy enough well, I, I believe in Power Behind the Throne. There's a chance that the players can get involved in like a blood bowl, a blood bowl game, like that effectively oh, nice. get involved. Yeah, be awesome. Yeah, it'd be yeah. super fun. Yeah, I wonder. I just want to. I, I mean, I got to look up. They actually have in, in the companion book the rules for the game. Oh, how awesome! To run it. Yeah, so that'd be really neat to just do too, as yeah. a yeah, yeah, like as a one shot or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so uh, that's pretty interesting. I mean. I, that's pretty that's cool i like i like this uh talk and idea of you know putting real world games or some sort of competitive you know game lethal or not into your rpg and as a backdrop i remember one of my favorite um my favorite stories i don't know if you ever guys read the myth adventure stuff by i think it's robert lynn aspirin and company mm. um it's a I yeah i know the series but i haven't read any but uh but they had one one short story where they did play in like a like a bowl game like a football type game mm -hmm. so it's it really fun it's crazy it's really fun how they did it and i think what that well was i mean the... we're using kind of uh you know like like fantasy football or not not like fantasy football like picking players but you know like blood bowl fantasy football mm -hmm. but even i mean like the medieval tourney circuit in oh, right. actual history was very similar nice right, scale, right? right. Yeah. yeah well it's a lot of especially kind of you know young men who do not necessarily have a lot of other prospects outside of being good at tournaments and it's a i mean it's a violent practice the um the story that i always remember is william marshall who at the end of one tourney the the blacksmith had to repair his helmet because it was so mangled before he could take it off and it's like yeah it's, you know this it's not a like you know non-con it's not like playing flag football right there's a fair right. bit of you know yeah. and you know obviously dangerous. plenty of plenty of accidents that happen but even even the point beyond just like you know accidental contact that there's you know you're still using sometimes normally blunted swords and blunted lances but i mean even a blunted lance from like a straight charge you pretty easily smash through you know somebody's chainmail armor and and yeah well, sure. pretty bad well and was the king old henry, the king henry that was married to Catherine de medici took a, a splinter in a friendly to the yep. eye and so, yeah yeah oh, i don't remember which henry that was i apologize all our french speaking yeah. um 
listeners, but uh, yeah. Well, old D&D had jousting rules in it. Yeah. You, oh, you yeah. Know, and, and you definitely could do that. Um, well, or Pendragon has more than a yeah. few Oh, Pendragon has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole adventure on learning how to joust. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't think they have, that's one of the, the, the thing about a splinter to the eye. That's actually one of the like core things with historical jousting discussion is that basically the way that you can tell a really, really good night. It's sort of like baseball where you have to keep your eye on target the whole time. But in order to keep your eye on target, when you've got a helmet with a little visor, your eye slit basically has to be in the line of fire for splinters and and, uh, misplaced lancer stuff. So it's basically a demonstration that in order to be a really great jouster, you have to be kind of brave enough to keep your eye on target rather than the not as good jousters pull back so that their eye slit is, you know, they can still see like the top of the opponent's head, but they can't actually see the target that they're trying to hit with a shield. And so they don't hit as cleanly, but they're safer from accidents and stuff. And it definitely is pretty fun. I think the, I, I'm, in my experience, um, whether it's a, it's a tourney in Pendragon or it's a, um, you know, like a, a tournament situation, like I've run in Warhammer Fantasy, players get really excited even though they're not the main mm-hmm. focus like if it's a round rock like i know in pendragon it's usually it's like round robin mm-hmm. um, um and uh and some players they, they might joust each other they're probably jousting it generally an npc I, i've had it I, I played um where in a L, uh, l5r game uh, legend of the five rings where it was it ended up being player versus player in the final the final match mm-hmm. and that was, that was fantastic one of the best yeah Opening. Well, there's so much. I mean, it. even if there's the joust is, right. The joust is kind of like the you know the title match, but there's so much other stuff that happens at like medieval fairs, yeah. right? That they have you know foot combat and archery contests, and it's like a, just a ton of people and like a right, like going to the county fair today, right? That all sorts of things that you could even if you don't have a character that wants to you know joust or shoot archery targets, right? You totally get involved in. A whole number of hijinks just based on, you know, the sort of general level of chaos that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the I know one of the games that I, I want to run one of these days that I picked up, gone gone out and picked up the physical copies because they don't, aren't PDFs of them out, legal PDFs of them out there is the Street Fighter game that White Wolf did. And, All right. you, you know, that kind of does the same thing where you're obviously your combats are, are your combats like a video game, you know, in different locales. But you have intrigue between combat, right? So you travel a tournament, and then you have your intrigue and, and mm-hmm. role playing between those. And, and I, I want to do that like as a play by post thing, where you do all the intrigue stuff play by post, and then every two weeks when you get together online for three hours, you do the, the fight. You know, you mm-hmm. do the yeah, that's a, part. that's a great idea. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, uh, there was an old uh, Asian adventure, I think it was OA six, uh, that was like I think it's called Ronin's Challenge, where the 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 first scene was like the com- big giant comité you know, international mm-hmm. comité um mm-hmm. and i i think the, I, that was gr- you're right so like you do have the tournament going on and the players participate in the tournament but there's all a bunch of other stuff around too you know then like you know just like in like a lot of these uh these, these uh martial arts style movies right you have the mm-hmm. tournament going on you know everything from enter the dragon to some of you know to drunken master right where then mm-hmm. but then you get the fight the off the off tournament fight in the tea house, you know, and right. Crazy, well, I was, I was negative. in a game that did that. Um, they, yeah. Dave Aldrich, if you remember, you know, deeper, yeah. the old deeper percentile podcast, you know, was on the original purple worm. So he was running a game and this was with um, the black hack. And, but he had a tournament, a Kumite basically. 
and, and he had come up with custom rules to do the fights, but we had all the intrigue outside the fights. So we were sneaking around at night and and, and researching mm-hmm. and getting into fights at night and, and then have and then each day would come together and they did tournaments. And then, and then the next night you, you sneak out of your room and do entry. Well, and it's a, it's a classic thinking about kind of, you know, especially with combat sports, right. That the, the history of combat sports is so laden with all of the things beyond what happens in the ring that you totally pull from any, I mean, you know, the classics of, you know, especially because boxing in the U S was so tied up with organized crime right. and oh, was in a lot of other places too, right. It was just the U S but the boxing has a, a long history of connection with organized crime, but then it's also funny. you have, uh, I mean, even just the training, right. That the idea of for, especially for like modern combat sports, right. Like you spend weeks and weeks training to get into condition and there's so many things i mean like the you know the the rocky movies are movies that have boxing in them but they're not really about boxing for the most part they're mostly about these characters in this particular lifestyle right i mean especially the first one right that it's Mm -hmm. it's the match is kind of the climax but it's not even really the climax because of what happens in the ring it's it's i won't give the the spoiler that's sort of the the finale of the movie itself but that the movie is not really about boxing it's about boxers right and i think you can totally do that with rpgs even in in other contexts right that kind of you know sort of professionalism in a in a very difficult environment that's you know hard to manage all the sort of competing things that are are pulling on the character for their kind of time and attention it's i think a great way to to structure an rpg of you know even almost a little bit like um uh which one call it blades in the dark with the different kind of timer system right of the idea of okay well you have kind of three turns before the big thing happens and you have, you know, six different things that you would like to get done, but which ones are you going to prioritize versus which ones are you going to just kind of let them slip because they're not, not important enough to you. Right. Well, I, th- I think, of, I mean, you could, bo- boxing is a great example. I, I agree. You know, movies like Rocky, Raging Bull. Everything that comes around, around that, you know, you could, you could, uh, you could have players be the boxers or you could have players just, you know, be it. Are involved in the, mm-hmm. the well, yeah, even around the red new like snatch, yeah. right? Where you're just you're like the promoter and trying to kind of manage all the chaos that comes from all of the the you know being a boxing promoter and trying to manage your your athletes and manage the organized crime and all the different all the different pieces that come with that. That could be really fun too. Definitely, yeah. Racing would be a great way to do that too, because racing you could have like motorcycle racing, car racing. You know, I mean, you could play this as serious or as campy as you want. You know, everything from you know, Talladega Nights to something more serious. You know, like a, was that was that recent Formula One movie um, that came out? Ferrari versus uh, Ferrari versus yeah, Ford. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you could you could totally have a, you know you have a promoter, you have the driver, you have you know people so you know around the mechanics, right, the pit crew, whatever that. Well, be, that's, well, that's really all fun. that. Yeah, that's all that cartoon was, right, Carl? The what was it? Um, they made the movie Eraser. No, what, what, what was it? Darn it! I I'm brain farting. The, Fast and the Furious. No, the cartoon. Yeah, that's cartoon. That's no, no, yeah, well, I know. No, speed. that was the joke. Well, what's the cartoon? They it was, it's a cart Japanese anime. They made into a movie. Speed Racer. Speed Racer. Yeah, Speed yeah. Racer. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because that's all that is. The race. It wasn't the especially in the cartoon. The race isn't 
you know, it's, it's yeah, there's some sort of adventure going on yeah. in the race. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there's so much you could, I mean, I, th- I like that idea a lot, partly because I think, um, one of the things that, uh, depending on how kind of into especially uh as they call it motorsport you are you may not kind of know as much especially about like the technical stuff but there's so much technical expertise that goes into a lot of that and there's so many kind of different pieces that i think you know create really kind of interesting moments for you know player tension and player decision right i mean even basic ones like um you know it's kind of a classic in formula one that obviously because they're outdoors the weather is not controlled and you do um you get to do test racing basically on the track before the day of the race and and go around in circuits around the track to like learn the different turns that you need to make because they right they do like 30 circuits so you need to make those turns a lot and all that sort of stuff and obviously to do it at high speeds with very very small areas you need that practice um but sometimes like you know it's raining on test day and it's dry on race day and it's like well what the hell do we do you know how do we figure out how to deal with this kind of un uncontrollable circumstances that are obviously going to impact every driver in the race but are are going to be like a, a big deal right you obviously want to practice on wets but then how do we kind of translate what we learned from from driving on wets to driving on dries how do we take our you know especially you know you could you could get really into like the simulationist side and talk about like you know adjusting your 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 flaps and adjusting your angle of attack and uh you know adjusting your your fuel mixture for a different combustion all that sort of stuff all the different things that go into but even without i think all that technical detail you can really get into this idea of you know, there's sort of a, a a complicated and difficult problem that requires the party to work together to figure out what to do about it. A hundred percent. And I think so. You could build a game that lets you delve into that, or lets you delve into the the other side, like Cannibal Run. Right? Cannibal yeah. Run's not about the race, really. It's all about the shenanigans that go on, you, you know, around it. But mm-hmm. either, but you so, but you could easily do an RPG that could capture kind of both sides and that great race RPG. Because you mm-hmm. could do that in any setting. It could be a fantasy. It could be sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It could be modern day. It doesn't matter. You know, you could be the great race, like you know, the turn of the century. Not, you know, turn the nineteenth century, right? Where you're doing dirgibles or, or you're doing whatever. You're doing or, motor cars trying to race. Uh, right? There's a there's or a Baja. movie from like 2006 2007 Vigo Mortensen in Hidalgo which is a, mm-hmm. a horse race yeah. but it's not like a, a horse sprint race it's a horse race basically like around the Arabian Peninsula and there's so much that you could take from that because it's not I mean there is the race and there are some you know climactic sprinting on horses moments but a lot of it is all of the other it's very much like a like a travel sequence in an rpg where he's you know figuring out how to feed uh himself and the horse and all the all the different intriguey stuff with because i think part of it is there's the there's a love interest who is connected with the event and all the all the different things that come in beyond just you know getting the horse to run fast for a short distance so I was going to say, how do we how do we like put this together and codify it? We've been talking about various examples, right? You can even use the example of that crazy game. I don't know what the hell they were playing in Northman, you know, mm-hmm. where, where they, you know, the main character saved right. the, you know, the air, the, right? the little kid, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. But but mm-hmm. so how would how would we like codify this? I, I think for one, you'd have to have like, and we've alluded to this already, a schedule, right? We mm-hmm. said that in the boxing, we said that in the racing type game. We need a, you need a schedule. 
So effectively, it is like a an event crawl or point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think the schedule and the kind of structure, it, sort of semi-aware structure is what I would describe it. That the players, you know, they know like, okay, well, we have a month until the event. They don't know all the things that right. Maybe you have like a random event generator for each week. And so it's like, okay, well, each week we have kind of we know that we're gonna have a week's worth of of time to prep or something like that for the big day. But things are going to happen in between that we're not necessarily totally prepared for. And that's part of the that's part of where like the the kind of improvisation and, and yeah, like a, ra- so like a random in, event right? generator mm-hmm. yeah. as well as like your event. But like you would yeah. have to like in a boxing game, you'd have to have like the press conference, you know, in the box. Yeah, yeah. Kind of get in each other's face or like MMA. Yeah. That's your if that's your MMA is your preferred thing rather than boxing. But you know, you know what I mean. That that or yeah, yeah. even in races they have the press conference. You know, well, or or like, isn't it kayfabe is what they call it for wrestling? The the is that what it is? That that kind of like stuff that happens outside the ring. That's all the drama that people yeah, yeah. end up turning mm-hmm. tuning into the actual wrestling event for. That all of that obviously you can. I mean, I know there are because there's a. I know there's a powered by the apocalypse wrestling game yeah, does the, a lot with that where mm-hmm. like a, was a big World part wrestling of the game federation is, or something like that yeah yeah a lot of the game is not really about like you know how well you you wrestle on kind of a technical level but it's much more about you know creating fan excitement for your matches by you know performance and all of that kind of all the stuff beyond just being able to knock somebody over and pin them down right Right. Well, well, that's how the Lucha Hero was, or Lucha Libre Hero was yeah. too. The have you do you have that one, Carl? Uh, I probably the, have it in one of those big bundle of holding yeah. collections. I, that might have been like fourth edition Hero, but it, but it's yeah. a, an older. No, they, have, they did a fifth edition one, I believe. I, did, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think it's it's third party. I don't remember. Third party yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So, so saying that too, I think the other thing you need, so you need like an event crawl, random event generator. Mm-hmm. If you're doing like something like Hidalgo or like, you know, um, that race across the Sahara that exists, mm-hmm. right? I can't remember what it's called, or the Baja race, right? Then you need like a point crawl too. Yeah. Right. Then you also need like rules for the game. I think. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, I guess, that, and then so how, I guess this is a good question for Arlen since he was bringing up technical details and all that. How complex should it be? I, so I, would say part of my thought about kind of general sort of game design is that to me rpgs are really about um getting the players to make interesting decisions that i don't necessarily like it's it's a little bit like um you know you can have all of this kind of like super super simulationist stuff of like you know here's here's what we're going to put the flaps at and here's what we're going to you know put the brakes at and all of this stuff that is the real world numbers and that can be interesting in itself but for me the real value of the rpg has more to do with like okay so like you know how much basically as even maybe as simple as like how much time do you spend on tweaking the car versus how much time do you spend actually out on the track because that's a big thing with with formula one testing that's part of what they do is you only have a certain i don't remember like two hours of time and so if you spend more time in the garage tweaking you're spending less time out on the track driving and that's a right that's a, a really simple dichotomy in a lot of ways but i think that's at the core of what i would want to to do with something like that is to say like okay you know player character are you going to spend more time on the track getting familiar with the track or are you going to spend more time in the garage getting your car tuned up to be as best as possible 
for race day, right? Because you can't really do the retuning on race day because you lose too much time, um, right? The, the pit stop doesn't have time to adjust the flash or anything like that. So it's kind of a, you know, player decision of, okay, do I feel confident in my character's ability to learn the track on the go versus feeling more like, no, we need to, we need to really, you know, accept that the mechanical aspects of the car, basically, I, I think as simple as kind of, you know, um, almost like resource allocation, right? That you could do it even as a fairly simple, kind of like a board game sort of thing, right? Have like 10 boxes on three different tracks and you get, you know, 12 chips, put them where you want them. And each level gives a certain bonus or penalty based on how much you allocated to where. Um, and maybe that also ties in with some of the other kind of prep stuff and, and the actual race stuff, right? Is that during the race, maybe like, you know, it, for example, you could you could do something kind of a similar um, if you were using chips, right? You could do something with like betting, right? Have it be like, well, whoever um, you know bets the most in a round wins the round, but you don't get your chips back, sort of thing. And so it's like, okay, well, like for a boxing match, right? Especially if you're if you add in the possibility of a knockout, right? It's like, okay, well, do you go really hard in like the first two rounds to try to get that early knockout? But if you don't make the knockout, you're not going to have enough to win any of the later rounds. And you're going to, you know, lose on decision or get knocked out yourself because you've, you've lost up all your, your character's stamina, essentially. Very much like real boxing, right? That's that's one of the big things that happens in real boxing is that, you know, you have boxers who, you know, start to headhunt too early and aren't able to do the damage they need to do with their stamina versus boxers who are more patient, who are, you know, able to kind of manage their stamina and manage when they're actually able to, you know, Put it all on the line essentially to get the knockout i think you can do something i don't even think it has to be that complicated i think the big thing is it has to be exciting and i think exciting and complicated are are as we know not the same thing complicated things can be very exciting um and certainly having that kind of technical detail and that flavor built into the system can be a way to really get across the kind of unique feeling of that particular sport but i think you could i think even with something fairly simple I mean, there's a one example I was thinking of. There's um, uh, a Forged in the Dark game that, for some reason, I can't think of the name. But basically, you play as as mecha pilots, and so there's mm -hmm. sort of two halves to the game. There's the sort of out of pilot com, out of out of the suit stuff that you do as the pilot and then there's the in the suit stuff that you do in combat, basically. And that's in the default game. It's very much kind of you know fighting as the mecha versus doing stuff as the pilot outside of combat mm -hmm. but there is a um a, a supplement that the guy did that is for basically like fast and the furious as it used to be i guess more than now style kind of drag racing where it's you know your mecha suit is your car essentially and so the two phases are the stuff that you do while you're not racing and the stuff that you do while you're racing and that of course is, is it's, it's blades in the dark it's a very simple mechanical system in a lot of ways it's it's you know using your resources at the right time and rolling pools of dice and figuring out which one rolled the highest right that i think that totally works for for what we're talking about yeah yeah i think in, a, in like a, a tournament style you know like joust or or you know melee tournament or even a comita i guess you could i guess a, the chat the you could default to just running out the combat Mm -hmm. I think yeah, you know, but, when you, but that, but it, I mean, well, yeah, I think exactly. You, but that, how how sustainable is that? I guess that's the question, right? Yeah. And that was the thing with when Dave did his Kumite thing with the Black Hack. 
we yeah. actually simplified. We we actually the combat got broken down to just some die rolls instead oh, okay. of doing actual. Okay, we're going to do blow for you know, blow. Have, yeah blow for blow mm-hmm. fights. It was actually okay. This, this is what you're going to do, and you got a dice point your rolled, and you know he came up with homebrew yeah. mechanic because the interesting now if we now when we're doing the intrigue portions, we're sneak around the castle at night and we encounter the guards. Then you do the entire fight, right? Yeah, you, you use your normal mechanics, but the fight inside the Kumite part is more of a montage, and, and that's actually how we played it. You'd mm-hmm. roll, and then you'd narrate. If you if you won or lost that round, you just narrate it, and that way you got well, montages like you see in the movies. Yeah. Was it was it just, like, straight-up rolls, or was there, like... There were modifiers. It seems like, to me, one of the big things would be, yeah. like, you know, like, add a... Add, like, even if you're just going to use regular combat mechanics, add, like, a, a showmanship factor, right? That you can, mm-hmm. like, spend your action not doing any damage, but up in the crowd's hype for the fight, and that's an important, you know, if you want to be not just the winner, but also to get, you know, acclaim and sponsors right. and whatever else, that that's part of the fight too, right? Yeah, I, I think that would, I, I definitely think that's something you want to work in, but I would do something like that. Now, where I was talking, pitching the Street Fighter game, in that mm-hmm. one, you are doing the entire fights, because that's kind of what that game is, yeah. right? Yeah. But but that's, well, maybe that's a little also, different. Right, that's, so, yeah. that, well, and that's very much kind of structurally how, I mean, that, thinking about kind of the way that the Black Hack handles complexity mm-hmm. versus the way that something like that game, I mean, a lot of your abilities in the Street Fighter game are built around that, right. you know, much like the video yeah. game of having those kind of special maneuvers and- cool maneuvers that you can do, yeah. you know. It's Mortal Kombat where Sub Zero rips the dude's spine right. out. But but it's effectively no, that. I mean, it's a side yeah, that's thing. It's an yeah. RPG. It's, made it's a White Wolf Combat scroller. too, right? White Wolf yeah. Combat is generally yeah, it's pretty, really it. They've added pretty a ton quick of and options. quick and deadly, right? You yeah. resolve and I mean, if it's if I'm thinking it's similar to like I've never seen the Street Fighter rules, but I'm thinking of similar to like maneuvers and Exalted or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's going to be. I'll mail you one of the pretty, books. They um, it's you accumulate once you accumulate your dice pool. Yeah. 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 But but no, yeah, I, I agree with Arlen. I think that you, you definitely want to have you, you want to be able to adjust like where he's talking about, you know, whether you're doing cars or whether what whatever the, the thing is, you want to be able to adjust the dials to so depending how you prep, because you should have options how you're prepping for the match, whatever the sport is that you're doing. Right. And yeah. And I like that. that match. I like Go that, ahead. too, because like you're in the example with the cars. Right. Then if you're make you're tweaking the car, then that's the player who's the mechanic, right? Mm-hmm. If you're practicing, that's the player who's the, you know, if you, who's the driver. If you're prom- yep. if you want to build hype for your 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 racing team, that's the promoter, right? So you know, there's different things that you can do that different players in the group can can participate, not just. Well, it's you know, like a you can yeah, even just do a straight up combat, and then. As a as a kind of structural idea, you could do something a little bit like uh, Ars Magica, where like every player has their like sports star and you rotate around that, you know, you have, you know, you have like one. I mean, even like right, like Formula One teams have two drivers, but conceptually the idea of like you have, you know, if the three of us are playing that, you know, this time I'll be the driver and Carl will play as like, you know, the the head mechanic and Jason will play as like the head, what do they call the the dude who's on the radio who's communicating. But you know what I mean, right? That you have one player who's the star, and then the next session, somebody else has their own character who kind of fulfills that role so that everybody gets a chance to be kind of the star of the show. Cause it seems like that's part of it too, is that it with team sports, often the teams are larger than a regular RPG group and with individual sports, then you only have one character that is 
kind of at the center of the action most regularly and that might be a good way to handle it is to have that kind of kind of like or even to use like the gladiator example right you could have like a a ludus that everybody is managing but you have you know i'm gonna play as you know my backup gladiator for the undercard fight and i'm gonna let jason play in the the kind of main event fight as his kind of star gladiator and that'll be maybe we even use different mechanics i think we did that for the gladiator match in the the pit fight in um sword and scoundrel when mm -hmm. i ran it that we right. had we had simplified combat for yeah. the kind of two undercard fights and then mm -hmm. we used an actual blow by blow for the the yeah. main fight that you were playing jason right yeah and i think something like that could work relatively easily right kind of summarize the stuff that is not necessarily going to be as kind of big and exciting and then get a little more nitty-gritty in for the the really exciting kind of moment by moment you know in the case of like a formula one race right maybe you summarize like you know 27 of the laps and then you go into turns for like lap 28 on and each turn is like a quarter of the track and you have to make you know much much closer decisions about you know now that we're down to the final stretch how are you going to use your remaining fuel versus use your um electricity versus how tight are you to try to take the corners all of the you know all the stuff that becomes much much more important when you're right down to the the last second right yeah yeah definitely yep. that's so with traditional thought you would do something like gurps or you do something like real steel where you can zoom in zoom out you can add mm -hmm. mechanics but that that's not very exciting to people that are joining the hobby you know they think mm -hmm. gurps ooh Right. And, and and I'm not putting actually I'm not putting uh, GURPS isn't my favorite system, but I'm not putting it down because it actually lends itself to this. You have GURPS Lite, which is like what, two pages or a page yeah. or something. And, and well, you totally have, yeah. you know, skills and sub skills mm -hmm. as your way of modeling all of the kind of complexity right. stuff. Right. You have like a, a driving 12, but then you have like cornering 13 for when you get mm -hmm. in close. Right. Yeah, so GURPS would 100% do this. I people shy away from it, but it, it would definitely work. But but mm -hmm. I think something it abstracts, like like Arlen said, like the Blades of the Dark thing is really interesting because it, it would do this. Mm -hmm. You could definitely do it like a Powered by the Apocalypse thing. It would definitely be more of a, a abstraction in, in a lot of the ways. So mm -hmm. it depends how simulationist you want the game to run, which of these mm -hmm. kind of systems you use, right? Yeah, um, for like a racing thing, you could you could even try using the chase rules for Savage Worlds, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you totally do that. Mm -hmm. Because right. it, you know, they give a random element with the cards. People love them. for some. I mean, even though it, like we've all say like Savage Rolls on paper, it seems clunky. But when people when you deal out those cards, people love it. So, yeah, I don't know. What but, it is yeah, it's such a kind of tactile element of you know everybody perks up at the beginning of the round. Oh, cards are getting dealed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, then, so actually, you know, Savage Worlds is great. That, yeah. Carl's, I I think you're right, Carl. I think you could use. In fact, I'm surprised. There's got well, there's so many use... Savage Worlds games. There has to be a Savage World sports game out there. Yeah. Well, well, they're, they're I I did do one at a, at a convention, right? So they did rollerball and they did the rolling the rollerball as a as a sort of a chase as a chase, right. but not right. like not like not like spin not spin by spin, right? You had a, mm. a chance to there are different phases and you had a chance to. to well, do I didn't think different phases it would and be... then you accumulate points by doing that you right? could you could totally and do that different not for a chase but use some of the kind of chase mechanics from savage worlds even like for a boxing match to be like how close are you to forcing a, a finish right that you're you know you're essentially you got the track of cards 
that is basically not tracking like your positioning in the real world, but it's sort of positioning who is, you know, dominating that moment in the the action. And then you have your different, you know, you, you, you know, roll your fighting for your actual boxing, but then you can also like, you know, maybe have kind of supplemental actions, or maybe you have like roll something plus fighting each round for your two actions or so, somehow to, to make it so that you're like, okay, well, am I going to, you know, headhunt this round versus am I going to cover up versus, and just have that yeah, totally kind of chase tracker be how you model getting to essentially the end of the fight and maybe even have because i know with savage world chases you can have like a total max rounds and that could be your that's the that's the, the total rounds of the match so right like so the bell yeah 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 it's your that's your you know your 10 rounds of action or your 10 rounds to get the bell and if if the if nobody reaches the end of the chase before that then it goes to decision and you you know see who's in the lead and all that sort of stuff but i think and that could be fighting, a really cool way to abstract that sort of thing and with the fighting you could even have a knockout blow right yeah mm-hmm. yeah if you you know if you do a you know huge hit maybe even because i know in the default chase rules i think you can only move up two steps normally but you could get rid of that for something like boxing to say like if you you know if you get like a like you get more raises on like a specific action after maybe even after a certain point you could say like if you're in like the last three slots you can get an extra raise or something to represent like that push for the finish sort of thing as a way to do it'd be it'd be kind of you know you could see it getting a little clunky if you added too many things but i definitely think you could create something fun out of that kind of you know back and forth you know and of course it's i mean savage worlds everybody at the table perks up when a dice explodes two or three times like you know rolled a a 28 on a d8 holy shit what (laughs) What does that mean? That, right? You could do the you could do yeah. the maneuvering, the maneuvering to to either distract or yeah, yeah. make yourself harder to hit, or yeah. distract the opponent, or make Definitely. yourself harder to hit. And you yeah. could you know you could use that that the the moving part of the chase mechanic to like like you were talking about how to you know the long kind of like what the Muhammad Ali you know yeah, long term yeah. strategy you know yeah. endurance Rope strategy to get yourself ahead right get yourself ahead. yeah. Yeah. And I think what was interesting and the cool thing about the, the the team thing and the roller derby thing is that you had different roles for everything. You had like mm-hmm. you had the gunner who was gonna just be racing, you had the, mm-hmm. the blockers, right? You know, you have different positions. I think well, that, that actually that's be... what made it really fun is that then the everyone had a different could have a different role, you know, like for sure the gunner would just keep going. I'm just gonna Well, that would be an on. interesting thing a little bit. Uh I know that because uh, I mentioned that a lot of team sports have larger teams than RPG groups, but maybe even like for hockey, right? You could probably do something fun because you've only got five players on the, out at the time. And so you could have each person and you've got those kind of relatively definitive roles for something like that, right? That you've got your, you know, your goalie stays in the goal pretty much the whole time. And you've got your defenders who do, and you've got your strikers versus your, and especially if you're playing playing something uh there's a movie uh goon and goon mm-hmm. last of the enforcers the sort of yeah. sequel and that movie kind of similar to the way that rocky is a movie that's about boxers not boxing that is much more of a comedy but it's very much about these characters involved in kind of low level professional hockey basically um but there's so much kind of fun drama that kind of comes out of just you know especially for something like hockey that you could also have, you know, the fist fights on the ice and have like a whole, you know, uh, subsystem for, 
right getting into a fist fight in the middle of the game and you know you win and you pump up your team or you you get knocked out and it's like oh no that's you know yeah. the team is falling apart and you could even do individual kind of things like you do golf right you yeah could do the yeah. whole caddyshack or you do the whole happy gilmore thing with us right yeah definitely with, without right. a problem um yeah so i think the i think what we found out is savage worlds is the right answer if you want to play rpg with <laughs> Maybe. some kind of sports thing I think Savage Worlds would be good. I think I think there's a lot of I mean, I think there's um because I was also thinking about even I know um with uh fate that people have kind of strong opinions about fate often, but the whole kind of system, the way that kind of create and aspects work, and especially the way that combat in fate very often plays out as building up enough aspects until you can do your kind of knockout blow and i think that actually works fairly well for a lot of this kind of not as much for the sports structure of like a a football game or a soccer game or something but certainly for like a boxing match or even for like a, a race right the idea of you know jockeying for position until you've built up enough advantages to go in for the end but you only have three turns to build up your advantages and and that gives everybody a chance you know you could because creating aspect is so flexible right you can have okay so the mechanic you know take a like a flashback thing from blades in the dark and the mechanic spends a second telling us about the tweaks that they were doing earlier to you know reveal the aspect that presumably in the fiction was created before but we're only now finding out about the the new experimental tweaks that they put into the engine to get a little bit more out of it and so that gives the driver another aspect to use for that kind of finale and all the different kind of ways that all the other kind of characters can be involved in the action instead of it. Cause I think that's the big thing that you run into with individual sports is how do you keep players who are not playing the mm. kind of sports star engaged in the game? And it seems to me the obvious answer is, well, you, you make what they do meaningful, not just before the race, but during the race. And even maybe that's a way to get around some of the kind of prep time stuff is you, you play, maybe with something like fate and you just do, you know, starting off the race and all of the kind of other people's turns are things that they did actually before the race. But in like in the movie version, it's well, like it's heist, got right? the two timelines, right. You know, okay. multiple, you know, we're seeing the flashbacks to all the prep that they did as it becomes relevant in the actual kind of race day, a little bit like, um, that's kind of how the joust works in, um, the the last duel right because yeah yeah, because it's it's very much right they they start off essentially starting the duel and then do all of the background to the duel and then the last kind of 10 or 15 minutes of the movie is the duel itself and the kind of culmination of that no i think that heist mechanic would work really well yeah we work yeah yeah so i did have another question about this whole sports mm -hmm. thing we've been talking about um individual sports and then, you know, small teams, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. even like Blood Bowl is like a small team, right? But yeah, yeah. What about like baseball or football or soccer? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you, I guess, uh, uh, simulate that, right? Like that, or would you do that? Or I mean, well, I think, I think what that gets into, because we were talking about uh, Dead Ball, and Dead Ball, I think, okay. is a really good game. The biggest issue with Dead Ball that I see is that it is, not very much of an RPG, basically, which is, I mean, it's it's very much like when you move to like miniature skirmish wargaming from kind of RPG combat is that you have a lot more kind of decision making on how to win the battle, or in the case of Dead Ball, to win the baseball game. 
Um, but you don't have very much kind of like, you know, character focused stuff at all anymore and all that. But I think dead ball works really well for just modeling baseball games. If you just want to, you know, play a baseball team, roll up. I mean, you, there's even a, a random player generator in one of them that you can just roll some dice to get their batting average and get the pitchers ERA to, to essentially create a roster. Um, the, biggest issue that I see as you get to that kind of larger structures. I mean, it's similar to the idea of like having the players run a mercenary company, right? Is how do you make it an yeah, interesting how- RPG that is not just, Oh, we play a war game every third session when. Well, when well I think you do the, what kind of what we talked about with the Kumite, right? So the, so the, at that point, your games are montages. You, yeah, you, you do yeah. a few die be, rolls and, and the games yeah. are montages. And you can, but I, so I think at that point, if you're not doing troop style play, which I think that this is where troop style play really comes in because, yeah. you know, maybe during a certain scene, you want to be the manager and the quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. off the field. But on other scenes, you're going to be that linebacker, you're going to be somebody else, you know. So, so I think if you, I think to answer Carl's question with a big you do a troop play where you have these different characters and you can hop in and out of different characters in different scenes as needed and you do montages for the games and then of course you need to have that off-field intrigue like you, yeah. you know, in the like full Durham, right? Well, yeah. or another example of uh, kind of a movie as an example that like Moneyball is a right? movie that is Moneyball, all yeah. about baseball, but there's no baseball that happens on screen. And you could right. totally do something like that is have have all of the player characters be people, especially in something like baseball at a professional level where there's so much kind of you know, data analytics and, and the strategic stuff. But even even like, you know, for a, a football team with what does the NFL have? Like 52 players on a roster. Yeah, it's crazy. When it's full, something like that. But that obviously you probably wouldn't have somebody you know, like a, a person playing every single player on the roster, but you could right. have like, you know, we're gonna have one person play the head coach and one play the offensive coordinator, one play defensive coordinator, and have all of the game stuff just be kind of handled you know maybe you're not even maybe it's like moneyball where you don't even see it happen in the game mm-hmm. okay Definitely. yeah um so so i i, I have an observation and, and then challenge for you guys mm-hmm. my observation is obviously the the mechanics we're talking about what we're talking about doing here especially when we're talking about the bigger teams and fall back for the montage but pretty much all these things even when you dial in would fit a number of things you could easily do this with a rock band Right. You're going to do rock mm-hmm. band, the RPG. Well, everything we're talking about here would apply tuning the mm-hmm. instruments, practicing or doing a montage of the performance and then handling, you know, how how you get your how the manager gets the gets the um, the the band out after they wreck the hotel room or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So so all that would apply to something like that as well. But but here's my challenge for you to if you're willing to accept it is to come up with and and we, we won't put a time frame on this, but. Or we will. So, so we we have three months. We're each going to come up with a sports, quote unquote, sports RPG, or you know, basic system, and, and then we'll play. We'll we'll play them together, and then we'll come back and tell people how they work. What what we came out. Yeah. We'll independently yeah. come up. So, what is you guys up? Yeah, I'm that? really intrigued. I mean, like I was, I was thinking about you know, and the troop play thing is really intriguing to me because like, what if what if on one of the rounds or phases, however you split up like a football game, mm-hmm. you're like. You, you know, you want to have the running back and the, and the lineman, right? Right. Because then mm-hmm. you can run like the jet sweep or whatever. Yeah. Inside mm-hmm. tackle, off tackle yeah. run. And, you know, if you want to focus on that, you know, and then I don't know. It, it might end up being like, like one of those, you know, 
card games that play that model football or mm-hmm. you know, that you pick well you or pick the defense versus you know was like madden you pick, huh. you pick that's what play. i thought yeah yeah, yeah huh. you pick a play yeah. like someone picks a, a defensive formation and see how how the, what the computer does but mm-hmm. it'd be more interesting to have some sort of algorithm through rpg roles to, to do something like that which would be i think would be kind of fun well a little bit like as a I think the the way that the Star Trek Adventures RPG from Modiphius handles red shirts could work really well for something like that, where you just in the Star Trek Adventures RPG, basically when you need a character, you just create a red shirt. Obviously, they don't have to wear a red shirt because they could be a member of whichever division. But the idea being if because in that game, normally you play kind of the, the officer core on the ship, similar to the Star Trek TV shows focus on the officer core on the ship. Um, and so when you need, you know, like a, an enlisted dude to hold a gun or, you know, somebody to talk to as an expert on the particulars of your engine, you just create a character. And as you play, you can add things to that character as you meet them more times. And that could be a cool way to handle kind of similar to what you're talking about, Carl, is maybe, maybe for the like football game, you have like a certain number of like key plays that you play out in focus and you know based on like okay we're going to do we got six key plays for the game and we're going to do you know four running plays and so the 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 running back that we choose for each of those four plays based on that maybe that's you know four ticks on the six tick experience mark or something to give them a new it just seems like as a way to kind of add you know as you kind of see the character in action more and more you develop more about them and that would be kind of a cool way to focus on that i think definitely yeah or maybe it has to do with prep maybe maybe the coach right maybe it's when the coach talks to the players before the game and those are the players you have available to like engage in key plays right that could be kind of a cool thing like if you if you spent like three of your seven i guess like six days of practice you spend three of them talking to the offensive line and that lets you like use the offensive line in the key plays that you want to or something i don't know exactly how that would work but that might be a cool thing well so like in modifius in the latest modifius uh like an auction Cthulhu, Cohorts Cthulhu that's coming out, mm-hmm. um, you d- you can develop a truth, right? Yeah. And you work on that, and you develop a truth that yeah, you know, ready, you know, ready for running plays or whatever mm-hmm. type of thing. So you could, I think, you know, the two D twenty, and especially combining that with like what you said with Star Trek and and Dune to some degree, this idea of like people in the background that you can call on because Dune uses mm-hmm. that mechanic as well. You know, that really you could kind of generate something like a truth and that gives you a bonus and then of course since so now we're going from savage rolls to modifius 2d20 but since 2d20 has a like momentum mechanic too yeah things yeah. could happen during the week right like mm-hmm. all the all the rpg stuff like if you think of yep. uh, ted lasso right if you've seen yep, that yep. Show, ted lasso and all the shenanigans and intrigue and bs that goes on during the week to mess up the team you know then you know you kind of deal with that and you generate momentum and now you have for the game on Sunday or Saturday or whatever. Yeah. You know, well, that could moment. be, that's Hopefully. a great way to model the, kind you, of, have, you know, the team that comes out ready to play versus the team that is just not, not ready. Right. That you could, you could have complications or, or a bunch of momentum. Right. I could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Down. Yeah. That'd be a cool way to handle a lot of that. Excellent. So I look forward to what you guys bring to the, the sports RPG challenge. Is this that, like a, com- are we just going to combine effort Arlen or are we going to, 
Uh, well, we're supposed to do our own, right? We're supposed to have three games. Well, well, well we can do either one. I, 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 my initial thought was like Iron Chef because my wife was watching Iron Chef yesterday. So, um, you, you, you know, go off do your own thing. But we could definitely do yeah, a combined can, one. I think we, we could do a combined or or yeah, we could also, matter. it could be easy enough. We could even just like start with like brainstorming games that already exist and try some of those out as like a, you know, well, you in said, the classic said, like, way that you wouldn't dark. write a book in a genre that you don't read, right? So play some rpgs that could be a fun thing just you know we'll play some rpgs that model boxing or racing or football or whatever else and and get into that and then we'll have the experience to make our own rpgs that jason wants us to do there we go so so let's set a let's set a deadline for ourselves okay all right we're, we're recording on the 20th of november so we, i mean we need to be realistic we got holidays coming up everything else so nothing great, you know, we're not talking about we're going to come back in December of having played five sports games or anything. But mm-hmm. what what um what what what's what, what do you guys think is is realistic to revisit this in February, March? Sure. I think in in honor of, you know, the greatest sport of all time, gladiatorial combat, we should have our date be the Ides of March. There we go. For Julius I'll, Caesar, March 15th. There we go. Let's do that. So we will yeah. reconvene on March 15th. And we'll have done something. I, I don't know what exactly we'll do before then, but we'll we'll do something. Well, I do say there's some three. There, I think I feel like based on the discussion, there's three contenders, right? Savage mm-hmm. World seems to model yeah. at least chases and mm-hmm. something like that. And Arlen even brought up like a boxing, like a one-on-one mm-hmm. match. The chase rules. Uh, Blades in the Dark has come up quite a bit um, on mm-hmm. how to model like montages and and the combat situation or a game within the game, the overall mm-hmm. game. And then, and then at the end here, you know, Modifius throughout through their challenge and their, you know, their their challenge flag in the ring there, mm-hmm. with you know the idea of truth play because of Star Trek and Dune and the this idea of, of truth being generated, the momentum complication that could really mm-hmm. work to build up, right? Because you don't just want to have like a RPG campaign to me of just playing a season of games, right? Yeah. No, you, yeah, you want a lot of other have, stuff. You want to have involved, stuff, right? Yeah. You want to, like the replacements. You want. Well, like, I think longest, it would be. You want the longest yard, you know. Yeah, it yeah. would be a cool way just to add one more something, kind of like the way that um, Pendragon or some of the one roll engine games do of having paired traits. And part of the idea for your, especially in certain sports, right? Because it's so much built around your kind of like instinctive react, right? You don't have time to, you know, think about oh, the ball is coming in this way i got to catch it this way it's just you know do you, uh, do you react on the spot perfectly right that that could be a cool way to model some of this is to have like a you know a paired traits for for players or for the team or however you wanted to do it to and that a lot of kind of like in pendragon where a lot of your play outside of the game comes into right in the game maybe you even only use your paratrace right that that's your mm-hmm. that's your instincts take over in the high action scene and so you don't have you don't get a chance to decide like here's how i want to respond to this thing it's just you know i roll valorous and i fight or i roll cowardly and i run right and that that could be a cool way to right. to model that um yeah definitely i i think that's interesting because you mentioned the one roll engine and whether we do Pendragon or we do the one roll engine, the, the one roll engine, I, I think is interesting just because I don't know if either of you guys have really played it much, but, but, but it's kind of a, so that might be interesting to delve into, but you could definitely do that. Whether it's, um, yeah. you know, your pair traits like planning versus instinctive or something, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and the definitely. more you, and you get to lean in one or the other, 
but mm-hmm. the more you lean into instinctive, the less you're you're going to well you're doing yeah. planning, right? Yeah, that kind of thing. So I I think that's inter- so yeah. So we have three or four games that, that we'll look at trying to play, and um, I'm gonna let since Carl's kind of been emceeing today, I'm gonna let him r- r- wrap it up. So I'm gonna throw it back to you, Carl. But I, I look forward to that. We'll, we'll, we'll we will talk to everybody before the Ides of March, of course, but. Mm-hmm. We'll revisit this topic specifically in in March. Right? I didn't even check what the what day that is. I guess I should have looked. Well, at, we'll we'll, like, we'll record it. it. It'll we'll be released. On, it'll yeah, be yeah, it won't be. Yeah. I just yeah. Eyes of March is a Wednesday. Uh, that's so. So actually, so episode that might Friday. come out on the seventeenth. I guess. Yeah, so. yeah, it'll come out seventeenth, but that's okay. Yeah, that's St. Patrick's. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, I can I can set it to pre-release. I don't want it to be sold. Yeah, we'll figure out what. Yeah. So yeah, but I think I, I think if this is coming out on Friday, right, Jason? Yeah, yeah. This comes out this Friday. This comes this out Friday. On the 25th so it comes on Black Friday, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So very appropriate that we're talking about sports and gaming because England and the U.S. are playing that day in the World mm-hmm. Cup. There we go. So, because that is, I mean, hands down, soccer, football, whatever you call. Oh, yeah, it. that's the world sport. Of, I mean, yeah, yeah it's yeah. So yeah. It is. I mean, we're Americans, right? And as egotistical as we might think, but. You know, the popularity of our sports compared to soccer or, you know, football is nothing, right? I mean, football is the world. Well, partly because they have soccer, you know, is the world. Instead of, which rugby is a great game too. Yeah. Right. But but soccer is the, I mean, if you pick the one sport that's most popular throughout the world, I think soccer is easy. Yes. They're estimating like 1 billion people will be watching the final. That's Mm -hmm. nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Very cool. Maybe so, last question favorite sport? What's your favorite sport, Jason? I, I don't get so time I to watch. Up. Yeah, I don't get time to watch sports, Carl. <laughs> so, but if you had a favorite sport, what would it be? Uh, curling. I, I knew you were going to say something like that. That's funny. Okay, Arlen. Um, I'm I'm definitely really no, I don't really watch. I watch uh, University of Texas football, and that's basically it that I watch. But my favorite sport is probably um either league of legends or dota 2 because i just love when the entire internet gets pissed off because of a patch change or apparently with overwatch 2 because blizzard blizzard nerfed one of the characters that's only mm-hmm. picked in like 12 percent of winning matches and they're like why the hell did you why didn't you nerf the one that's picked in 70 percent of winning matches and people are i just i you know the chaos I guess, just i guess just those are sports too excites me yeah well, they're on Nowadays. ESPN shows of any yeah. yeah. days, don't they? Yeah, esports are real sports Corn, too. Cornhole is a sport. I mean, exactly. Cornhole. So anyway, it's I think my friendly favorite sport, sport, Carl. Let's not talk about cornhole. <laughs> is it? Well, you like cornholing better. If you're changing your. No, I'm, I'm sticking with curling. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. If I had to pick a follow up, it'd be it, it would actually be roller derby, because roller derby is awesome to watch. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. A, Yep. I think my favorite sport is rugby since I played um, yeah. with, you know, and I do pay attention to football, but, I, you know, more and more, I'm honestly paying more attention to college football. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I, unfortunately, you know, but the thing is, okay. Since I, since you said I'm the MC and I have the floor, I, I do think, you know, right. These are their entertainers on a high level. And I think these men, uh, they do have, they do have like sometimes a responsibility. Um, you could say that they do or not, but but I think they do have a lot of uh, they do have a lot of influence, and I think uh, they could definitely use it as entertainers and as you know 
to to and I I don't I feel like the while the NBA is getting better um at the other sports leagues I don't know. Well, and I I will put that's why I'm getting into important amateur NCAA right. Yeah, important kind of tweak on that that I will add is that I think there's um, plenty of behaviors by, you know, people who became famous for being good at sports that are pretty inexcusable. But also, I think there's a remarkable lack of leeway, especially, you know, like some of the Olympic gymnast stuff where they're like 17. It's like, oh, you know, why are they talking about how much fun it is to, you know, smoke weed in a state where it's legal, even though it's not legal in the US? It's like, they're 17, right? Like, come on, you know, don't be such dicks when you're watching, you know, you're sitting on the couch eating snacks and watching, you know, one of the best people in the world at their particular field who happens to be still, you know, under the legal age to vote. And it's like, oh, they're really unprofessional. It's like, come but, on. but yeah, but speaking of Olympians, folks, if you haven't watched Iton, you go check that out. Great movie. Oh, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, have you seen that, Arnold? I have not. But oh, you know a little bit about the story. Margot, Margot Robbie and... Um... Yeah. Who's the other actress when it plays her on? She wanted to. Oh, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, I can picture. I'm looking. I, I can't yeah. remember her name. She's awesome. Um, and the guy who plays Bucky's in there too. But yeah. um, no, I Tanya. It, so it's obviously it's Tanya Harding's story, right? And and it's taken kind of slightly tongue in cheek, but it's it's just very super well done. Margot Robbie just knocks that apart. Well, yeah. and she's but, wonderful, of course. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Great in all the things she's in. We didn't even talk about speaking of Margot Robbie. We didn't talk about like fake sports, like superhero wrestling. But that's a, a thing that I always think is fun. I think they did a, a supplement for Aberrant that is is you know superhero yeah, yeah, yeah. wrestling because why if you had real world superheroes, wouldn't they want to be you know well yeah TV sports well, stars well, punching each other? Yeah, well, Ben Grimm fun. got in some kind of underground fighting ring for a while. The thing was in a underground yeah. fighting ring and that marvel has underground well no, you saw even in the movies right in um which of the movies has the oh yeah yeah in the thor three. movie thor number the thor number three well, well that is there's in there gladiator it's in, match, yeah yeah it's got the glider match and then in shang chi okay. there's the where the abominations fighting and he fight and he gets in the uh-huh. ring and yep. uh, yeah so there's the underground fighting thing yeah yeah oh yeah yeah that's funny. yeah so. But that would be kind of a fun concept for a, a sports game. Use like a I have to look that aberrant. I ha- I'm sure I have that aberrant supplement. I'll look at it. Yeah. And you could have you could have it be like a whole thing. Like you know, they found a, an abandoned city in uh, I was going to say in Eastern Europe, but that's a little too close. An abandoned city somewhere, and you know, people are like, "Oh, we'll use it for a superhero match." And then you know, people are like, "What?" But it's a city. We could house people there, and so there's all the press stuff. And then, you know, you have the superhero match happen and then you get to do like man of steel, throw somebody through a building. There's a lot of, but nobody gets hurt because it's planned. Right. And so it's okay to throw somebody through a building. There's all these abandoned Olympic cities around the world. Yeah. 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 Well, you can go to China and you got plenty of cities that are uh, sadly, (laughs) um, that's not a bust on China, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Just weird. But wonder, you, you can you see the Google images of these empty cities, right? Yeah. Although a lot of them they're only empty butter, for a while, right? Because well, that's what they do is they build like the whole city mm-hmm. and then they move people in. So a lot of them are yeah empty, but not yeah. going to be. So there are some of them that have emptied out, which is the really weird one. Where it's like this this place like people used to live here and now it's yeah, like right. it's like a ghost town, but it's concrete. Yeah, yeah. it's the modern Roanoke, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. 
like okay, some well, well, stalker well, I think escape from Tarkov. Yeah, we're, now we're going, now we're going to another topic. We're talking about a band. Yeah, too far. Sorry, guys. That's on okay. Brain eating, Carl. Take control. Exactly. I didn't know. Carl, I, why'd I, you I, let me a... do that? Well, we can cut this last part off. Jason no, we now. Easy editor in chief. Yep. Okay. But uh, anyway, hey, everyone, thank you for joining us on Cerebral Spontaneous but appropriate since the World Cup started today. Um, talk about sports in your RPG, how how you can maybe do it, some ideas that we threw out. We threw out a lot of ideas. You don't have to wait for Arlen and, and Jason and I to come up with these. You can come up with your own. Maybe you have some ideas that you'd like to help us with the brainstorming. I'm sure there are, there, there are some great, uh, I would say, game theorists out there that don't realize that they are. Um, when you guys call in, we get great ideas. So if you mm -hmm. guys could, could do that, uh, that'd be great. And we could hear what your thoughts are on putting sports in your games. I know, um, sure, so, there's a lot of examples, but, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we talked about. We're, right. And so, folks, if you want to comment on this, give us feedback, help us with our, with our project. You can obviously go to the Street Before website and, and leave feedback there. You can call us. There's a speak pipe that's linked in the show notes. You can send an email to cerebrofor.gmail.com. Leave, leave us feedback there. You can comment on the YouTube page, leave comments on there, or you can reach out to us individually. Our, you'll be able to get to our shows and, and our individual contacts will be in the show notes as well. So reach out to us. Let us know. We'll, we'll definitely incorporate your feedback. If we get feedback, we won't wait till April to play the feedback. You, you know, your sports feedback, we'll play it, you, you know, in a, a pretty, we'll, we'll, we'll play it one of the future shows, but, you know, we won't wait till April. So. All right. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Carl. Thanks for inviting us on. Yeah. Thank thanks, you, Carl. I think it was, anyway, whatever. <laughs> Jason instigated it, everyone. Jason, I, I, I Jason's learn, the man behind the screen. I was able to shave puppets. my left hand. So I was able to shave with my left hand today. Nice. Well, that's I'm becoming, yeah. I'm becoming ambidextrous. There you go. That that's one thing you're getting hurt helps you do, right? Getting a grip. Mm -hmm. I think it's, is that a talent or a feat? Anyway, that's another game. Yeah, that's another game. Well, that that's a topic for another day. Mm-hmm.